Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. All right, everyone, it's Bob Flounders and Dave Jones of Penn Live back for another rousing edition of the Blue White Breakdown podcast, our second podcast of the week. Dave is ready with his Oregon Ducks shirt on in Downingtown. I've already, I know Kaiser's close by, Dave. That's awesome. Dave, he's, uh, we, he's, he's feeling needy today. I don't know. Yeah. I think it was all the. <laughs> <He's>, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, Bob, needs reassurance. I know. All right, Kaiser, it's going to be fine. So, Dave. <laughs> Uh, the first podcast we did this week, we talked. We actually did talk a little bit about some of the matchups, some of the t- key takeaways we we took we got from uh, James Franklin's Tuesday news conference. We're going to pick the game. We're going to. I have some questions for you. We're going to look at maybe some keys to the game. I just want to remind everyone they can get the Blue White Breakdown podcast. You can check it out on Penn Live. It'll be up. You can also get it on Apple, Google. Spotify or Stitcher, Dave. What do you want to talk about first when you talk about maybe assessing or handicapping this Penn State Wisconsin game? Noon kick. It's actually 11 a.m. on uh, out in Wisconsin. It's an early start. What's on your mind? I forgot about that. We're getting up at like 7 a.m. Then, right? Uh, Joe would kind of like to get that a little early. You took the words out of my mouth. Joe would kind of like to get over there. You might want to go to bed around 4.30 on Friday. You really kind of want to get over there. Uh, I, I, I Again, I got to reiterate, I want to see uh, how Wisconsin's offensive line tests out the edges on Penn State's defense. I, I'm looking at the tackles against Penn State's new defensive ends. Uh Ibikiti, is that how you say the Temple kid's name? Is that right? Yeah, I think I think that is correct on the pronunciation. Yeah, I'm and I think I'm right on this one. I think he's going to be a big factor if he's stable. Uh, they'll test the other side. They'll run that slant play, and if they start getting chunks of, uh, I I actually each year I get a call from Jerry Abrams, who's a an, a former a Penn Stater, whose whose son, by the way, is JJ Abrams, the director. And Jerry used to do a lot of TV shows out in Los Angeles. Um, he wants a, a personal uh, preview of the season. So I told him what to look for. I said, just yeah. watch, man. Watch, watch that. Because if they start getting chunks of five and seven yards on first down, look out. Because uh, they'll run the ball 60, 70 times. They, they won't stop. Yeah. Yeah. They're also it all, both, both programs have kind of new leaders. Well, they have new leaders on offense. Everyone knows Penn state, Mike Yersich, uh, great success at Texas, Ohio state briefly. And for a long stretch at Oklahoma state, but Dave, even Wisconsin, Paul Christ is, has reclaimed the play calling uh, chores at Wisconsin. I think he likes his quarterback. I think he likes his wide receiver group. They have a very talented tight end. I think this could be one of the more balanced Wisconsin offenses we've seen in a little while. Don't you agree? It depends on whether their backs perform. Um, they they really didn't get much performance uh, last year out of Kendrick Pryor and Danny Davis because of concussions. 
Both right. those guys had concussions for a lot of the season. Um, a, a third wideout came in and played pretty well, but they need production out of those guys. And they really don't have a feature tailback, which they almost always do. So yeah. that's, that's really different. Um, there's, a, there's a kid that I wrote about earlier this week. He's, he still hasn't turned 18 yet. Uh, his name's uh, Braylon Allen, I believe it is. And he's from Fond du Lac, Bob. <laughs> Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. I think that's where Robert Windsor was from. Remember Robert <laughs> Windsor from Penn State? You got to say it correctly, yeah. Uh, anyway, he's like 6'2 and 240. Yeah, buddy. And the funny part is he was recruited as a safety just the way Joe Paterno played his running backs coach, mm -hmm. a guy by the name of Gary Brown. Right. Um, and so that's all kind of interesting. But, but Wisconsin could play four tailbacks in this game, which is very unusual for them. Uh, they could look a lot like Penn State did in 2019, where they were, they were running a lot of different guys. Sure. I don't think that's who they want to be. So, but, so both sides have questions. Paul Christ has called a lot of plays in his life. That's yeah. not really a, a new a new thing. No, but I'm saying he might be, Dave, he might be better at it than the guy who did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's granted, what I mean. Granted. <clears throat> but, Just but like when, Mike Yurcich might be better at it than Kirk Sorocco. Yeah, but man, That's what I was driving I mean, at. I, I think Yurcich, I would rather be in Chris's place than Yurcich because Chris has seen his, his guys in performance circumstance and Yurcich is not. Yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying. Okay, Dave, before I, I hit you with my first question, a couple notes about the game. Penn State leads the series 10-9, but more significantly, they've won the last four games in the series. The line, as we, as we talk about this, still Wisconsin by four and a half. The total is at 53 and a half, Dave, but I've seen some sites, they've dropped it to 50. So that's an indication of maybe a lot of people early in the week think the game might be a little bit more low scoring it's at 50 we'll see you just never know what you're going to get the last time one of the last times we saw Penn State and Wisconsin play it was 38 31 in Indianapolis uh great game but Dave here's one question I have for you and we haven't really talked about it since James Franklin hinted at it when he hired Mike Yersich how much how much up-tempo offense will we see from Penn State and Mike Yersich in week one I don't know. You know what is is what we saw from Joe. What we saw from Joe Moorhead was that up tempo. It was not. It was, it was not. not. Not really, because Trace McSorley would look over the sideline. Right. They would. They would revise. They would. They would spend yeah. a lot of time at the line. Yeah. Um, We're talking more about Bill O'Brien and the NASCAR offense. Is the last time we saw it. Yes. Ever. Yes. That's a whole different thing. I don't think you're going to catch Wisconsin out of shape or out of breath or a Jim Leonard defense unprepared. I don't see what the point of that is. Get the right play in, revise it depending on what Wisconsin does, and, and call the right play for the situation. I, I, I mean, I don't know what is going to happen. No one else does either. But I don't see the point in that. Get the right play in. That's the, that's the objective. Yeah, uh, I think one of the advantages of up-tempo is if they feel like Penn, if Penn State feels like they can get Wisconsin in some kind of substitution bind quickly. Again, we haven't seen it at Penn State since 2013. That was Bill O'Brien's last year. We saw it a lot in 2012. It's been 10 years, but I do know that James mentioned it. Mike mentioned it. At some point, we're going to see it uh, this season. Maybe not week one. Just it might, it might take Mike a little while 
to kind of get a feel for what he has once the bullets really start flying. But I do think up-tempo offense is something we're going to see at some point early for Penn State. To me, that's kind of become a gadget because I think a lot of the philosophy was predicated on the fact that back 10, 15 years ago, you had you had guys in the game who were not as adaptable. I, I think you've got hybrid guys in the game now where right. you can put them where you want to put them. I mean, Penn State has a couple itself on defense. Sure. Uh I, I think back then it was, you know, you can even you can go back 20 years where Michigan was playing big blocky linebackers against Northwestern and getting caught with its pants down the entire game. That kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. Um, and that that philosophy it, it, at its beginning was predicated on that you're going to you're going to you're going to get a wide receiver on a linebacker. You know, and that that kind of stuff just doesn't happen anymore because safeties can play linebacker defensive ends can play linebacker. There's a lot of guys who can, who can be guys are being recruited with versatility in mind. Yeah. All right. I got another one for you, Dave. How will Penn state's safeties and linebackers match up and fare against a tight end, the caliber of Jake Ferguson. You talked about, yeah, you talked about maybe Penn state, uh, you know, girding for the run. And when you do that, you leave some things open in the past game. He's a tough matchup, 6'5", about 250. If you're Penn State's defensive coordinator, Brent Pry, how much, how concerned are you with Ferguson as a receiver? That's the, he's the prime target, I think, for, for Graham Mertz. Um, it's, it's like this. Anytime you have a running game like Wisconsin's, you have to consider loading up in support, especially, that's why I'm telling people, watch, the edges of the Penn State defensive line. If they started getting gashed, they're going to have to bring run support. They can bring run support. Those are guys who have to watch the tight end. And Wisconsin has one of the best in Jake Ferguson. He was Barry Alvarez's grandson. He's. They've always had guys like that, yeah. and they've got another one. And that's a push-pull that you can't beat, man. You have to be able to stop or at least slow down the run or you're going to get caught chasing your tail that way. Yeah. So he's, he's a really good receiver anyway. And, and Pryor and Davis have not played in so long. I, I actually expect uh, uh, Chimeri DK is the, uh, the freshman. He's a second-year freshman who played so well last year. Right. Number 13. You might watch for him as a primary wideout anyway. But, but Jake Ferguson is tested. Mertz loves him. Yeah. He's a security blank for, blanket for Mertz. Was last year. I'm sure he will be again. Dave, don't you think we've heard he's got Jaquan Brisker, Penn State's, he's a big safety. He's gotten bigger. I've seen him at practice this year. He's gotten so much buzz in the preseason. Uh, Pro Football Focus had him as an All-American last year. He's an All-American candidate this year, third-team All-Big Ten. He's a big hitter. He's got some range. Uh, He's good playing the ball in the air. He can do a lot of different things. Don't you think he's an interesting chess piece for Penn State in this game, when you talk about, hey, do we play? Do we try and play them honest with uh, in the run game? But if not, can Brisker is Brisker is Brisker a guy that maybe can match up with Jake Ferguson? Now, who do you, who does he remind you of from the glorious 2016 game between these two teams? Well, I don't think Brisker reminds me at all of Marcus Allen. If that's what oh you're really ask okay, me. Marcus Why? Allen, 
Marcus Marcus Allen was strictly a run support guy. He didn't have one interception at Penn State in four years. I was years. just talking about he, his run support. So oh, yeah, yeah. No, he yeah. is good in run support. Yeah. But Brisker can do that, but he can also cover. I think he's Oh, I know, I know. I know that. I was just talking about your run support. Your oh, run absolutely. Support Correct. Yeah. I mean, Correct. He, that guy could lower the hammer and was not. <laughs> Was right. not afraid to do it. In fact, right. uh, That's he, did it, right. he did it several times in that game. And that also, if if you happen to be a, a fan of the American Basketball Association, <laughs> yes, Jaquan Brisker is, I believe, the great nephew of John Brisker. Oh, did I know that. Know that? Yeah, huh? that is true. Yeah, that is true. And and John Brisker has a whole a whole history and story. You you read Loose Balls, didn't you? Uh, I did see. I saw Will Ferrell's uh, ABA movie. Uh, I forget. I forget what the name was, of it. Where he was with the Flint Tropics. It was pretty good. <laughs> Woody Harrelson was in it. Yeah, I saw that. No, that no. Good. I'm talking. About, yeah, I'm talking about. But do you know anything about John Brisker? I don't. Who was the? Oh. Who was the? Who was the scorekeeper for the Harrisburg Hammerheads? That was Fred Sprunk's good friend. That always kept. <laughs> wasn't his name? Wasn't his name Brisker or something like that? Yeah, you're talking about. Uh, yeah, no, no. John Brisker is legendary, and in Terry Pluto's loose balls. He's a major figure. He was. He he purportedly brought <laughs> brought firearms once in a while to the locker room. He was it was like Marvin Barnes before Marvin Barnes. <laughs> and then after retirement, went to work. This is legend, and nobody knows if it's really true, but it's been printed so many times I don't have any problem talking about it. Uh, went to work as as a uh, commando of sorts in Uganda and supposedly was murdered by Idi Amin. He <laughs> oh was never God. seen again. So nobody, nobody, oh. nobody really knows. Yeah. Oh, man. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Uh, Dave, another question for you here on the Blue White Breakdown podcast, about halfway through it. I think this is an interesting question, and I think even you're, you would agree you're not sure what you're going to see. You know, in 2019 and 2020, Dave, Sean Clifford had 215 rushing attempts total. That's over for a hundred a year. Now you and I both know there's a lot of uncertainty behind him at quarterback. So my question is how much does Penn state run Clifford this year when they don't really know? I mean, last year, if something went wrong, they could, they could put Will Levis in and you know, it wasn't, I don't think that big of a drop off. I think it's a, it's a new world this year for Penn state's offense. I don't think they should run him at all. Do you think, do you think your wants to run him at all? I don't. Do you? Well, I mean, I think he, look, he, he did it with Justin Fields uh, when he had him against Penn State two years ago in that game. I know they didn't run him a lot in 2020, but he wasn't there. But he ran the ball over 20 times against Penn State. He, I think he ran Sam Erlinger quite a bit in big games as well. I know he didn't do it at Oklahoma State, but if, if he feels like he has a quarterback who can hurt a team running the ball, how do you weigh that risk with maybe 
the risk of injury and then really being in trouble if you have to play your number two. I've never liked it simply for the fact that you, even if you don't get your guy injured to the point where you got to take him up. out of the, you got to take him out of the game. He gets, gets beat up. up. You remember, you remember how urban Meyer did that to JT Barrett. Sure. And it was 15 carries a game. And you saw the, the wear and tear on him by the end of the season. And I mean, remember him in that Clemson game where they lost 31 to nothing. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, he was a shell of himself and they were ready for it anyway. I, I even even Kirk Herbstreet at the end of the game was you know, <laughs> former Ohio State yeah. quarterback. Uh, I remember uh, Clemson ran a, some sort of a clever play down on the goal line to score, and Fowler says, "Creative, creative move." And uh, Herbie Herbie said something like that in stark contrast <laughs> to Ohio State. Because <laughs> yeah. I I I think. Yeah. Every every offensive coordinator would like to take advantage of that because you get a hat on a hat. Yeah. If you've got a guy, but but Justin Fields is not Sean Clifford. You'd agree with that, right? I know I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Sean Clifford is not gonna hurt you running the ball consistently. You might use him here and there three or four times a game to keep the defense honest, but I don't see any point in him getting cuffed up, especially when Taquan Roberson is behind him who hasn't taken any snaps in in a hostile environment i can't wait till somehow sean clifford runs for two scores saturday and we're gonna get it we're just gonna get it dave of course get it of course all right the way it works i got two more for you i think that they're interesting uh you know zero and five start last year dave they didn't pass protect well wisconsin's got a pretty good defense jim letter likes to blitz a little bit how do you think Penn State's O-line is going to handle the pass rush? And, and how big of a factor will that be in determining the outcome? Well, I, I think we like these two tackles, don't we, Wallace and Walker? We do. We do. Not to be confused with Wally Walker. <laughs> um, there's another, another. Another NBA reference. Yeah, another prehistoric pro basketball reference. Um, I, I don't know, but they're certainly equipped to handle it. Um, I, I think what, what everyone wants to see is decisiveness out yep. of Clifford. Get rid of the right. ball one way or another and try not to scramble around. He's not built for it. It's not his forte. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was I, my Kern, wasn't it? Huh? <laughs> I wasn't trying to do Kern. No, don't do it. I know me. Um, it, I, 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 I liked the fact that prior Penn State quarterbacks have been able to get rid of the ball when there was nothing going on. I mean, Trace McSorley did that a lot. And God, Sean Clifford hates it when you compare him to Trace McSorley. But I just, yeah. yeah. Uh, I I think that's a a, a little craft that he needs to master to live to fight another day instead of the kind of disasters we saw, particularly against Maryland. You remember, yes. remember that Iowa, uh, Maryland, Ohio State. Yeah, sure. I mean, there were <clears throat> there were situations where he just gave away the ball because he's trying to right. be something he's not. So I, I would hope that the Penn State tackles can play up to their capabilities, what we think they can do. But we've seen a lot of Penn State offensive lines the last few years where we thought they were going to be, be better than they were. Right. You would agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Dave, um, you, you want to pick some games? Not right. I have one more for you because I know that you, you do you really take a lot of pride in researching the Penn State opponent week to week. I know you talk to a lot of people. Can you just give the Penn State fan base 
Penn State is always talking about their linebackers. Can you just talk, discuss maybe the value of Wisconsin's inside linebackers, Jack Sanborn and Leo? I believe it's Chennault. I know. Correct. Yeah. Um, I know they're very good, very productive, but are they as good as their numbers indicate? We we'll, we 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 don't know yet because we just don't know what we saw last year. They were always in games because of Jim Leonard's defense, right? And Jim Leonard loves guys like that. He 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 really features the back seven because you know he was a big hard hitting safety himself it, it, their defenses so often they look like they've got five linebackers on the field at any right. one time they they hit yeah uh so i can only say that one of the, a couple of those guys are sophomores i believe right well uh, chanel is a sophomore um nick Her- nick herbig is a freshman I, I think he played last year but he gets guys that he thinks are football tough. And there's a difference between Wisconsin linebackers and say, you could say that James Franklin has recruited some guys who are hybrids. You know, we're trying to do that. Every coach is trying to do that. But, but they're guys who are going to run you down rather than hit you in the mouth sometimes. You would agree with that? Uh, um, speed and athleticism is always a priority for James. Yeah, yeah. and that's style. Wisconsin's style is low down and dirty with their linebackers. And it <laughs> It has That's been style on the dance floor back in the day, wasn't it? Low down and dirty. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Leonard, uh, I, I believe his first uh, game as coordinator was was uh, 2017. But did he take over for for uh, uh, Justin Wilcox before the 16 game? I can't remember. You got you got me on that one. Wilcox, I, that I was Justin Wilcox. Well, that I was think Justin he was on Wilcox. the staff. I don't yeah, know. He was a DB coach, but Justin Wilcox and Dave right. Aranda before them. I mean, they've always been the same personality in their defense. They've, they've, they, they, they represent tough guys who aren't necessarily blazing fast, but will hit you. If they get to you, look out because they're going to lower the boom. Yeah. All right, Dave, we got about two minutes left. It's time. You, have you looked at any lines? It's t- I told you. No, no. We're just going to pick Penn State today. Just pick Penn State. We only got – we got to get it now. Why do we always have to do what you want to do? <laughs> Dave, it's a Penn, Penn State podcast. All right. So listen, <laughs> um, I, 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 I want to ask you for your pick and maybe your thoughts, but All let's, right. I, I know you also picked this on Penn Live and it's going to run in the paper. So hopefully it'll be the same score that you picked and you don't change your mind. So I don't ahead. do that. You, you do, do that. tend to change. You, you do. No, I don't. You're that's that's slander and I won't have it. I won't okay. I won't have it. The floor is um, yours, sir. 27-16 Wisconsin. Uh I cannot, I'm going under and I'm going uh with Wisconsin on the line. You know, there's two things I can't get out of my head that that Penn State's defensive ends are both new. I know uh Ebikiti has played a lot at Temple, but he hasn't played at this level. Uh, right. He hasn't played against an offensive line that's coached to be this physical. Whether they are not, we'll see. Uh, and the second thing is playing in Madison. Uh, after a year not playing in any hostile environment, you go to arguably the most hostile of all of them in the Big Ten. Um, that has to count for something in my mind. So that's the way I have it. Yeah. I uh, In my pick, uh, I mentioned the fact that, you know, with fans back at Camp Randall, that does matter. For Wisconsin, I think it's worth, you know, at least three points to Wisconsin in this game moving forward, maybe more. I picked it 27-24 Wisconsin. I think Penn State, just because 
they do have some skilled running backs. They really like their tight end room. And I think Jahan Dotson is, is going to be somebody that's it's going to be tough to deal with. On the podcast earlier this week, Dave, we talked about the fact that Yersich is aggressive. And if he thinks he can make plays down the field against a Wisconsin defense that's kind of kind of going to try and come after Clifford, if they can pick, if they can give him time, I think they're going to take some deep shots. I like the game to be a little bit closer. I think the home field advantage is going to matter. We didn't even talk about special teams. In a game like this, there's always one special teams mix, mess up, and it'll probably be uh, on display in this one. I think it'll be a little bit closer, but it's really hard for me to pull the trigger on Penn State. I picked, you know, in the paper, we did our picks, uh, season-long picks. We both had Wisconsin winning. There's no reason to change our minds. I just hope it's a good game, and I hope you get to eat some bratwurst out in Madison. I know you're looking forward to that. I've, I've already been ramping up my bratwurst uh, consumption. I got a giant package at BJ's of uh, Johnsonville brats, and I've had like nine this week. So Your insides are loving you right now, aren't they? <laughs> loving you. I bet, the ring. I bet you Kaiser's happy. I'm sure he got a little snippet. We're trying to get him on a raw diet. I don't know if you've heard about raw diets, but it's all the rage right now. So we're, we're giving him we're going to give him a lot of chicken feet and necks and stuff without cooking them. We'll see how that works out. All right, Dan. the rain, buddy. Let's put a, let's put a bow on this blue-white uh, blue white breakdown podcast. I will plan on seeing you out in Madison. Hopefully it will be a good game. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. I hope you enjoy the opener.